Hello, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Brett's Old Time Radio Show, and welcome to my home here in beautiful Lime Bay, where the rain has been torrential. We've got flooding. It's all going on. It's absolutely horrendous. I popped round to my mum and dad's earlier today to put some covering on their flat roof because they had a bit of a leak. So I was up on the roof in the pouring rain doing that. And we're supposed this week to have our roof refelted and retiled. The scaffolding is all in place, but Clive has just phoned me to say we can't do it because it's raining so badly. There's nothing we could do. And I said, well, Clive, you're the man. You know all about it. We're not having the roof done at the moment. We're just waiting for the rain to clear up and then we could get in there and get it done. But Christmas is rapidly approaching, isn't it? So goodness knows what's going on. Now, look. Thank you for joining me once again for our regular late night visit to those dusty and very, very rainy studio archives of old time radio shows right here at my home on the south coast of the United Kingdom. I'm Brett. I'm your host for our nighttime podcast. Hello. Welcome to another episode. I've got Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. They're all called Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Go check them out. We put some bits and pieces on because we went to the comic convention at the weekend put a little bit on there to you know show a little bit of a look around of that go and check it out i've got a supporter page as well at patreon.com forward slash brett's old time radio show however time now for our latest episode of hancock's half hour best thing about a monday little bit of hancock next week's episode is one of my favorites of all time next week's is sunday afternoon at home however this one the foreign legion series five episode 13 you're gonna love it we present Tony Hancock, Sidney James, Bill Kerr, Hattie Jakes, and Kenneth Williams in... Hancock's half hour. <laughs> Morning, Miss Pugh. Where's this week's bundle of fan mail? Is that it, that big bundle over there? No, that's Mr. Kerr's. <laughs> oh. Well, that large bundle there, then? That's mine. I see. Well, where's mine, then? Under your cup of tea. <laughs> Why can't we have table mats like everybody else? One, two, three. That's not very good for a week's fan mail, is it? That's a month's. <laughs> I don't like to give it to you by the week. It's so depressing for you. I'll be the best judge of that. Now, where's my breakfast? You know I like reading my fan mail with my breakfast. It aids my digestion. Good morning, everybody. Is that my fan mail, Grizzly? Yes, 150 this week. Oh, that's great. How many did you get, Tub? <laughs> Never you mind. <laughs> oh, come on. How'd you get? How many? How many Could did you I get? Could I have my porridge, please, Miss Pugh? Oh, come on, Tub. Don't be rotten. How many letters did you get? Three ladlefuls, please, and no lumps. <laughs> 300? Miss Pugh, dig a hole in the middle of the porridge for the milk. I don't want it running over the sides. <laughs> 250? <laughs> Two spoonfuls of sugar, thank you. 200? Why don't you shut up? <laughs> Read your own daft letters, gone. 150? No, nor 100, nor 75. How many, then? Three. <laughs> three, mate. One, two, three. <laughs> there, have a good look at them. Three, that is my lot for the month. Three rotten letters. Are you satisfied? Gee, I'm, I'm sorry, Tub. I, I wouldn't have asked if I'd known. Oh, don't give me your sympathy, please. Couldn't stand that. Only three letters. That's terrible. I'm sorry, Tub. All right, don't keep rubbing it in. <laughs> Would you like some of mine? No, I wouldn't like some of mine. <laughs> three is quite enough. 
I'm glad I've only got three. An artist's popularity is always reflected in his fan mail. The people who like me don't write fan letters. They're more mature. I appeal to the intelligentsia. Consequently, I do not expect a lot of fan mail. Hmm, then why do you rush downstairs with your nightshirt flapping every time the postman knocks? I do not rush downstairs. I just happen to be a very fast sleepwalker. <laughs> then why do you make the postman empty his sack out on the pavement? I've heard you shout and I demand a recount. It has been known in the past for letters to get stuck in the bottom of the sack and stay there for years. <coughs> Only last week I had a letter from my Uncle Septimus in the Navy. What about it? Well, for a start, it was addressed to me father. It said, Dear Harry, the Germans have come out of Kiel and it looks as if Jellicoe's going to have a go this time. <laughs> Morning, all. These are my fan letters, Grizzly. Oh, yes, Mr. James. 207 this week. Marvellous. I'm getting more and more every week. How many do you get, Hancock? <laughs> Mind your own business. Don't ask him. He's got three. <laughs> three? Is that all? Yes. If you must know, three. Oh, you poor old devil. I am not a poor old devil. Like some of mine? No, I would not. <laughs> Fancy us getting more van mail than you. And it's your show. Well, it, it must prove something. It does. None of you lot are going to be in the next one. <laughs> anyway, I bet my three are better than all your lot put together. For all you know, your lot might say how much they dislike you. I'd rather have three letters praising me than a great bundle saying they don't like me. Well, listen to this one. Dear Bill, I think you're wonderful. Can I have a signed photograph? Here, listen to this one. Dear Sid, I love your voice. Send me a photograph so I can show my friends how good looking you are. Your fan for life, Maisie Spratt. Here's a nice one. Dear Griselda, how charming you sound. Please, may I have a photograph to keep close to my heart? Isn't that nice? Let's see one of yours, Hancock. All right, just to satisfy you. Here we are. Dear Big Ed. <laughs> Go on. No. We read ours. It merely says, Dear Big Ed, I hate you and everybody down our street hates you. Why don't you turn it up? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's obvious. It's from a crank. Hey, here's another one. William, my heart throb. Your voice sends me. Will you marry me? Lonely Mabel. I got one from her. Here. Sydney, my beloved, your voice is music to me. Will you marry me? Lonely Mabel. Ah, well, that's where we're even. I've got one from her as well. <laughs> Dear Big Ed, <laughs> why don't you wrap up so I can hear more of Bill and Sid? Hey, I've got one here that's got something written on the flap. Uh, S-W-A-L-K. What's that mean? A swalk. That means sealed with a loving kiss. I've got one too. B-O-L-T-O-P. Better on lips than on paper. Bolt up. Oh, belt up. <laughs> Look, I've got one too. Holland. What's that? Hoping our love lasts and never dies. Well, well, so I've got one, so there. I've got my heartthrobs as well. Where? On my third and last fan letter. Yeah, matey, right across there. Look. Our hearts merge, sweetheart. Shall we? Where? There, look. O H M S. <laughs> 
depends on Her Majesty's service. Oh, does it? Well, it may mean that to you. But to me, it's obviously a code from one of the several ladies I know in the House of Commons. <laughs> they send it OHMS, and that way it's... it's our secret. <laughs> our hearts merge, sweetheart. You realise it's from the War Office. Really? Yes. And unless Major General Gilbert Blood and Guts Farnsworth is a woman, I can't see any hearts merging. Oh, Blood and Guts Farnsworth, he was my CO during the war. Where, where are fancy getting a fan letter from him? What does it say? It says, Dear Bighead. Is <laughs> that code too? Read us the rest of your fan letter, Tub. Just says, Dear Bighead, I didn't like you in the army, and I like you even less as a comedian. See, they're getting better. <laughs> Not a word about giving it up. Some more here. However, I have been instructed to invite you to make a tour of the Middle East to entertain our troops. Well, what do you think about that? I'm glad I'm not in the army. <laughs> thank you, thank you. He goes on to say, I've told them, I think they are mad. The troops have quite enough to irritate them with the heat and the sand flies. <laughs> but the entertainment officer is adamant. He insists on having you. Apparently they're trying to cut down expenses and you are the only comedian who's already been inoculated. <laughs> that's true, of course, that's quite right, that's quite true, yes. Yes, I had it done last year when I went on holiday. Oh, where did you go? Bogner. <laughs> well, it's the furthest I've ever been away from home. I thought I'd better have all the shots just in case, you know. Did the inoculations take? Oh, they were marvellous, yes. Yes, I collapsed just after I walked in the hotel. <laughs> Recovered just in time to catch the train home. <laughs> Still, anyway, it's done now, so I can, I can go anywhere. Well, you might as well go. Nobody wants to know you're over here. Exactly. I'm not stopping here for three insulting fan letters a month. Miss Pugh, phone up the war office and make an appointment. And you better get out me grey flannels, blazer and straw hat. I believe it gets quite warm in the desert at times. Good afternoon, sir. Can I help you? I have an appointment with the Director of Forces Entertainment. Oh, yes, that's me. How do you do? I understand you've expressed the desire to have me travel to the Middle East to entertain the troops. You have, we? <laughs> Who are you? Oh, come now, sir. I should have thought... I should have thought if you were the director of entertainment, you wouldn't have to ask that question. Well, I am, and I have to. <laughs> Who are you? You don't recognise me? One of the shining lights of British entertainment? You're obviously unfit for your job, sir. The name is Hancock. Oh, yes, Hancock. What do you do? This is intolerable. I'm a comedian. A comedian? Yes, I comed. <laughs> and we want you to entertain our troops. So I've been led to understand. Miss Niggs, bring in the comedian's British unemployed war office for the use of file. <laughs> a few details, Mr. Hancock. What's the nationality? Are you British? I am, sir, to the core. Not a drop of alien blood has entered a Hancock's vein since my grandfather had a transfusion after a punch-up in Trieste one year. <laughs> Have you had any overseas inoculations? Yes, I've had the lot. I can't show you the marks. I had them done on my legs in case I went dancing. Canadian <laughs> smile, Captain Sam. Thank you, Miss Niggs. Same time for coffee. Oh, 
Lovely girl, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, most charming, yes. I've always been a great one for thick cocky stockings myself. Yes, quite, quite, quite. Well, let's see now. H.H. H. Hancock. Ah, here we are. What's that? Your dossier. Well, keep a dossier on all artists just to check up whether they're suitable types to entertain our men. Hancock A., born Birmingham, minor comedian. Character studies, female impersonations, no singing, no dancing. That's it, that's it, that's me. Do you play a musical instrument? Uh, no, no, I used to have a gramophone on a pram when I came out of the forces. <laughs> I turned it in, though. My monkey ran away with a cup full of money, so I... <laughs> I couldn't keep up the payments on the pram, you see? Then they brought in the long players, and I only had... A winder up, or so of course. Eventually, yeah, I I was yeah, forced yes, out of the yes, game. Yes, yes, if quite, you know, quite, if you understand. Quite, yes, quite. Yes. No musical instruments. No, no, no. No, no music in the act at all. Oh, well, I I do a bit of mime, you know. I get a few gramophone records. I can do the Andrews Sisters. Yes, I put a wig on and I hold up two floor mops, one each side. You see, like that. Yeah. It's very realistic. No, no, I don't think it was. No. One meatball. It's a very good number. I don't think so. No. Here, look, 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 look. Who's this? Look. I've no idea. No, no, look, look. Come on, who is it? Come on. What are you doing? <laughs> impressions, impressions make the boys laugh. Who is it? Well, I don't know. But it's obvious. Me hair combed down over one eye, a bit of me comb under me nose and me arm up. It's Hitler. <laughs> yes, yes. Very good. What do you reckon, then? Shall I keep it in? No, no, it's too dated. They don't know Hitler. They're too young. Don't go away, who's this? It's you again. I know. <laughs> I know that. Who am I doing now? Here you are. My hands in my pockets with a trilby hat on. Look, perhaps we'd better just stick to comedy. In fact, I'm having second thoughts about the whole trip. No, 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 that's not fair. I can do it. You can't expect me to give a performance in an office. It's, it's on the stage where you should see me. That's, that's where my magic shows itself. Magnetic is the word. From the minute the lights go down... I come on the stage with me bow tie going round and <laughs> me three foot long boots flapping and the stem of me buttonhole getting longer and longer. It's, <laughs> it's straight pandemonium, mate. Well, what exactly do you do? I'm glad you asked that. Well, <laughs> I come on and I say, I'll do Portsmouth or wherever I happen to be. <laughs> and they all shout back, how do you, Tony? <laughs> Simon, I don't think that's what the troops will shout back. <laughs> well, I suppose we've got to be grateful for what we can get these days. When can you leave? Ah, oh, now, wait a minute. That's all, of course. Uh, you've got to give me time to clear up my affairs, cancel my existing arrangements. Bring my secretaries and agents, give them instructions to make sure they've got all my business affairs under control when I'm away. Of course, to settle my financial arrangements with my accountant. As all the packing to be done, get in touch with my estate agent to make arrangements for looking after the property. Of course, arrange for the shopkeepers to cancel all deliveries and uh, ooh, contact my lawyer with regard to my estate. Oh dear, how long will all this take? Ooh, about ten minutes, mate. <laughs> now, about the travelling arrangements. Yes, well, you'll be going to Malta, Tripoli and Benghazi. 
Oh, I see. How do you propose getting me out there? Well, we're not taking you. If you want to go, you make your own way out there. <laughs> I shall see you in Malta. Yes, I shall look forward to a very happy tour. Malta it is then. Pip, pip. <laughs> I've just thought of something. What? Who's this? Every little breeze seems to whisper Louise. Each little rose tells me it no. You should have got it by now, you know. They generally tumble it after the first two lines. Every little breeze seems to whisper Louise. Plants and the breeze seem to twitch. I'll see you in Malta then. <laughs> Miss Niggs? Yes, Captain Sounds. Miss Niggs? <laughs> Who's this? Every little breeze seems to Sydney James Employment Bureau. Mr. James, you're called Casablanca, French North Africa. Ciao. Hello, hello, this is General Paul Duval, recruiting officer, French Foreign Legion. Hello, General Duval. Ici Sid James. Bonjour, Monsieur James. <laughs> Bonjour, comment ça va? Bien, j'espère. Oui, oui, oui. Now listen, écoute. <laughs> Are you still on the lookout for new recruits? Of course. We need every man we can get. On the usual terms? On the usual terms. 50 pounds per man plus a further 50 pounds each when they sign on. All travelling expenses paid. Good, good. Bon, bon. <laughs> I think I can get all the two more boys for you. Hancock and Kerr. I hope they are better than the last lot you sent out. I'll see you tomorrow at the airfield. Have an escort ready. See you. <laughs> Poor old legionnaire Hancock. Now then, how can I switch them onto the other plane? You may unfasten your safety belt now, Mr. Hancock. Oh, it's quite safe now, is it? Yes, we have been airborne now for three and a half hours. <laughs> yes, of course, merely an oversight. <laughs> I'll just undo these granny knots. <laughs> you all right, Sid? Yeah, I'm fine. Very nice of you to pay our fares, Sid. It's all right, son, the least I could do. I can't wait to get amongst those troops. Good, good. I think I ought to warn you that... Uh, I want to warn you that things have changed a lot in the army since you knew it. Oh, well, I expect they have, yes. Yeah, well, for instance, the uniforms are different. Get away, really? What, haven't they got the old khaki anymore? No, oh. no, no. You'll find them all wearing blue jackets now and long white trousers with jackboots. Their hats are different, too. And another thing, you'll very likely find them all speaking in French. <laughs> what for? Well, it's part of the Army's higher educational programme. Makes it easier for NATO exercises. <laughs> Yes, of course, yes, yes. That's very far-sighted on somebody's part. Sid, do you mm. think they're going to like my act? Oh, yeah. Your modest chevalier should go down very well. <laughs> I might even put a couple of words in French in. Help them to practice the language if they had a bifocal linguist like me chatting it. Hey, Sid, how, how much longer will it be? Nearly there, boy, nearly there. That's it, down there. Is that mortar? Yeah. All I can see is desert. <laughs> I thought it was an island. Well, it's a desert island. <laughs> All right, now, now, don't forget when we land, there's a lot of formalities and red tape to go through, so don't let it put you off. No, I won't. I just want to do my bit like those soldiers are. And I'm sure they're going to give you every opportunity. <laughs>
Come on, come on, hurry up. Get that luggage down off the rack. They're waiting for us on the runway. Oh, yes, I can see him. Six soldiers with guns. That's him. <laughs> well, you're very important people, you are. They want to make sure you get to the camp all right. I see they're wearing the new uniforms. Oh, they're smart. Bonjour, Monsieur James. Are these the two men? Yeah. Mrs. Hancock and Kerr. Bonjour, Messieurs. Comment ça va? It's a very good accent you've got there, mate. <laughs> How many lessons have you had? Comment? Qu'est-ce que c'est? He's marvellous, isn't he? <laughs> you should get the extra Bob Day interpreter's fee. Gentlemen, do you know why you are here? Of course. We can't wait to get out there with your troops. Good men. Now you must first swear allegiance to our country. My dear chap, we're as patriotic as you are. Ah, good. And now you must sign these papers. Well, wait a minute. What's these, then? That? Oh, that, that's your contract. You see, it's marked there. 100 francs a day. 100 francs? Yeah. Local money. Maltese francs. <laughs> well, it's no good paying you in sterling No, 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 of course not 100 francs a day Well, look, I think we'd better make that 90 Because, you see, Sid's my agent I think he ought to have the 10% Well, most unusual, but if you insist Now, please sign these papers uh, uh, Not so fast I never sign a contract without reading it That's a... That's... Sid, this yeah. is in French <laughs> Oh, well, yes French is the official diplomatic language And we are sort of diplomats of goodwill in our way, aren't we? I mean, it's like legal stuff. That's in Latin, but you don't query that, do you? No, no, no. Well, shut up and sign it. <laughs> Wait a minute, with this bit here. Sept septans, septans. That means, that means seven years, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, I, I kept that as a surprise for you. I managed to get you a long-term contract. <laughs> you have now got regular work for the next seven years. Sid, you're a marvellous agent. Well, where's the theatre? The theatre of war is all around us. <laughs> Well, I suppose you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Never mind, I'll just sign the contract. And you, Bill, Bill, just here. He's my stooge. I never work without him. Right. Now you report to the barracks for your uniform. No, no, I don't want a uniform. I've got my baggy trousers and the tie that goes round. That's all I need. You've got to wear a uniform. Look, I can't. My style of comedy is based around my clothes. I won't get a titter in a uniform. Yeah, well, there's another little thing I meant to tell you about, boy. The troops here are a bit fed up with comedy. They said they prefer to see a bit of drama. So I told him that you and Bill would give him the battle scene from Bo Jest. Oh, well, in that case, of course. <laughs> I'm not quite sure if I can remember the entire role, but I'll do my best. Attention! Escort! Fall in! Pirates Hancock and Kerr. Fall in. Very military, aren't they? Even making us do it. You would have thought they'd have had a car for us, wouldn't you? Silence in the ranks! I say, old chap, there's no need to take such a high-handed attitude. Genius! Is the honour holding our rifle... You will carry the flag. Certainly. A pleasure. <laughs> Although, that's a funny union, Jack. <laughs> Three broad stripes. <laughs> Still, it's red, white and blue. I suppose it's all right. I haven't liked to say anything before, but do you know what I think? What? I don't think this is Malta. I think we've joined the French Foreign Legion. Oh, no, he's a daft. 
I wish you wouldn't read those tuppenny bloods. You're just like a child. <laughs> Cowboys and Indians, French Foreign Legion. You've got a vivid imagination, haven't you? We are here to entertain the troops and we're doing beaux for them. Sid explained it all. It's obvious to anybody other than an idiot. Ah, my name is Burgess. Ah. One for the nerve. I cannot ever forget to take the blame for stealing the gun. Tell me, we're only halfway through the scene. I know I'm not the world's greatest actor, but I've never had a reception like this before. Tell those horsemen in white nightshirts to stop galloping round while I'm acting. <laughs> this is not good enough. Who are they? One would expect members of the household cavalry to behave better than this. Tub, they're not household cavalry, they're Arabs. Oh, rubbish, Arabs, Arabs, Arabs. What are Arabs doing riding round Malta? <laughs> you buffoon, buffoon. Obviously, they don't like the drama. Well, there's only one thing left. Quiet, please, for the actors. <laughs> Give the artist a fair ear in plea. A little impersonation. Every little breeze seems to whisper me. Birds in the trees seem to twitter me. Can it be true? Someone else you can love me. This was a matter for the Ministry of Agriculture and Fisheries. Last night, a French Foreign Legion outpost in the Sahara Desert was attacked by Arabs. The only casualty was a legionnaire who stood up and started singing Louise. <laughs> Whereupon he was immediately shot at by several members of his own side. Hello, Hancock, how's your leg? Horrible. Great bullet holes all over it. <laughs> you rat, James. I've got another six and a half years still to serve. No, you haven't, son. I fixed it with a general. You've been discharged, and I've had to give off my commission back. Never mind, I'll tell you what. I've phoned Malta, and it's all right for you to fly straight over and go ahead as planned and entertain the troops out there. British troops? That's right, boys. Straight up this time. Your own people. Every little breeze seems to whisper Louise. Birds in the trees seem to twitter Louise. Can it be? Can it? Watch it. Stone me, I went better with the Arabs. I'm going home. That 
was Hancock's Half Hour, starring Tony Hancock with Sidney James, Bill Kerr, Hattie Jakes and Kenneth Williams. Theme and incidental music composed and conducted by Wally Stott, the show written by Alan Simpson and Ray Colton. The programme which was recorded was produced by Tom Roth. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our latest episode of Hancock's Half Hour. And don't forget, back tomorrow for Mystery and Adventure with Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson going live from 5pm GMT. As I mentioned earlier, we've got a supporter page, patreon.com forward slash Brett's Old Time Radio Show. But for now, thanks for listening. I'll be with you seven days a week, each and every week, and I'll see you tomorrow on Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Love you. Bye. Bye.